Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the number one podcast for Airbnb hosts and short-term rental professionals. You're listening to an episode of The Host Show. I am your host, Jasper Rivers, and we release a new episode of this show every single Monday. And in these episodes, I interview Airbnb hosts from all around the world to share their stories and provide tips and tricks on how to get started and be successful as an Airbnb host. Now, this episode is brought to you by Legends X, our 90-day short-term rental accelerator program that's designed to help you skill your hosting business by getting yourself out of the daily operations. So that frees up your time so you can become the CEO of your business instead of the manager and really focus on those higher level tasks that move the needle and allow you to grow. So for more information about Legends X and how to join, visit strlegends.com X. Now let's dive into today's episode. Enjoy the show. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet. Welcome. Today we are talking about the technology and the role that technology is going to play in the future of the short-term rental industry. My guest today is Igor Kostin. He's the CTO and co-founder of IGMS, which is a vacation rental management platform, PMS, as it's also known. And yeah, he's a technology expert, technolo- passionate about technology. And so I'm excited to get your thoughts, Igor, on the, yeah, on the future of technology in the short-term rental space. So welcome to the show. Thank you, Jasper. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Where are you based? I live in Vancouver, BC, Canada. It's a nice place among mountains. We have Whistler here. And I would say it never snows too much here, but this season was lots of snow. (laughs) It was very different. (laughs) There's something going on with the weather. Like it's been crazy. Like there's there was like these winter storms in the, in the north of the US. I, I saw it was like the temperatures were like freezing, like crazy freezing. There's tornadoes. There's like, there's so much stuff going on the, with the weather. It's crazy. That's true. That's true. Well, people are saying like it's a global warming, but in 15 years, I never seen like that much snow lasting for that long here. Pretty much it locked all the city for two days. I was the only person who actually came into the office and was like, yeah, that's pretty much only me in the whole billion. <laughs> <laughs> so Vancouver must be one of the few places in Canada where it doesn't normally snow a lot. Not in the downtown. So we always have snow on the mountains and we have several ski resorts, which I prefer to go in the night. And it's it's nice balance. But when it gets to downtown, every like nobody, nobody prepared at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I've been to... Whistler once to go skiing. Unfortunately, on day one, I broke my wrist. And so mm. the rest of the week, I basically just walked around. And fortunately, I saw a, a black bear in the wild. So that was, that was one highlight. That's pretty normal. <laughs> like, yeah, every time I go to Whistler, like every second time, I see some bears coming and like, I'm just showing <laughs> this to my kid. Like, that's, that's a real one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. It was the first time I saw a bear in the wild. So I was very excited about that. Awesome, man. Well, I want to let's dive into today's topic. Before we get into like the technology, like uh, I'd love for you to share your background story of obviously you founded IGMS, is, which is the PMS, right? The property management software. But I think your story is very interesting of how you got started. 
So can you take us back like 10 years and what we were talking about before we started recording? Well, I've always been into technologies, I think, and also entrepreneurship. I started my first business when I turned 16 years old, way back when I lived in Russia. And it always been custom technologies and software development. So this is where I build a lot of knowledge into, you know, developing whatever you want, like distributed system, multi-server systems, high-loaded systems. And once I moved over here, I met my partner, Ivan, just randomly, and we were talking about technologies and a business right away. And it was a huge desire at that point to actually launch something, to actually start start something up and we know what to do we just like you know my set of skills his set of skills let's let's do something let's do something and we're talking about that and at some point figured out that canada and northern america is like it's still not that high in tech although you know california is it's over here on this coast right but we are not in california vancouver is still the place where people have to pick up the phone make calls and this is way the way you place orders. <laughs> you you call cleaners. You you order some carpet cleanings. Everything is happening over the phone, and just a little bit over the sun through the website. At that point, we we think, okay, there is huge potential here. Why not we come up with some online store that are servicing local businesses? And we wanted to develop uh, pretty much. You know, platform for independent cleaners where they can have profiles and anyone can book them for move out or home clean on a recurring basis. So that was an idea. We analyzed some business on the, in, the, in the US and it was like quite successful in terms of the funding. And it was like, yeah, that's kind of money we want. That's kind of business we want to replicate here. Started to build it. And Oh man, like just as any business in the very beginning, like first two years was tough. <laughs> it was not easy. Like cleaners, like we did not realize at that point that it's like pretty much, you know, low income segment we're dealing with. People are not paying attention to the details. Like there is no, no certain standards for this industry that you can ask for. And there was a lot of people like that pretty much like not showing up for the places, like, you know, for the work. So that was a huge problem because we were trying to build our brand from zero. And I remember like, at some point, like with all this, you know, higher education background on, on me and the island, I was like sitting in a, in a nice apartment, cleaning the toilets together because none of our cleaners showed up and we, it's, it's very important customer it's recurring customer he wants to put seven more properties on us and something just didn't go through <laughs> and i remember like yeah what what we do like is it the business we want to we want to really build here we want to be in so it was that kind of questions asked we did a good job we spent like two hours in that apartment we did like top notch what you would expect that from your own home customer was happy guests were happy and I remember that was a hard moment for us when we started to analyze what this customer is doing and why some customers actually bring us recurring bookings where others just like one time. And that actually was a tipping point because we started to talk to customers directly on 
And we figured out they actually do an Airbnb. They manage in multiple properties in the city. And this is where we started to think, okay, maybe it should not be cleaning for everyone, all different aspects. It should be Airbnb specific. And that's where we change it to, to cleaning specifically for short-term rentals. Is, is that how IGMS got started? Because I know in the, in the beginning it was called Air, Air GMS, right? <laughs> it's almost, it's one of the first, it was an independent company. And it's called B&B Care. So it's like after that point, we also pivoted several more times, figuring out, okay, the, the money actually not in the cleaning itself, but actually in the management. So from cleaning, we actually discovered property managers who were exhausted of doing this thing for three years in a row. They wanted to have a break and go for vacation. And we put the, that kind of product together on our website. Just like, you know, have a break, like go to Asia for six months, you know, you can put it to autopilot for like whole year, just give the keys to us and we'll, we, we build in the team. So we already at that point, I think we, we had like 20 people, cleaners working with us. Good volume means like good quality and, uh, you know, all the hiccup situations already streamlined at that point. And by doing that, of course, we needed a lot of automation and tools have a lot of people involved and a lot of customers. This is where IGMS actually started. That's some of the technologies we built as a prototype for our own use. It was nothing close to the current product. <laughs> but <laughs> sure. That was the first one. <laughs> so okay, so that's interesting. So you started with a, a marketplace for like cleaners and then you pivoted to actually you started you became a manager, a property manager, right? How many properties were you managing at that time? It's a good question. Initially, we knew nothing about management and uh, uh, STR. I always been traveling on the other side, like knew nothing about hosting. The tipping point was 14 properties onboarded with contracts signed. And I remember like the most of that, like pretty much 11 properties came from single customer who was exhausted from just mm-hmm. doing this all the time. And he was testing us. He approached to us and, uh, you know, yeah, we, we knew the thing already, thanks to some in- informations and, and uh, Coursera. We just basically went there and, and get some <laughs> webinars right away, just get all the knowledge overnight and pretended that we pretty much like know the thing. <laughs> it was enough to actually convince the first customer because we were willing to extra every turn. And we got the properties and we learned a lot since that. Okay. So then, so you're managing these 14 units and now you're realizing, okay, we need some, we need some technology to streamline these operations, right? What was the first technology you guys implemented? The first one is, was it like basic automation of the messages and yeah. the guest communication is a huge thing. And every next customer we're asking for their unique style of the communication. So you cannot come up with like one solution solves for everything. Like that doesn't work here. And Airbnb is all about unique properties and unique stories behind that. So we initially were trying to put together like Google documents, like, but then realized, okay, it's all different hosts. We represent this property owners directly. So behind those, we need some automation tools. And we started to build those. And that was uh, at, the, at the point where Airbnb did not have any 
official APIs. Like there was nothing close to that. We were just using some, uh, you know, ways to to detect unofficial APIs through mobile phone analyzing. And it was a little bit of <laughs> reverse engineering on our side at that point. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. So you started with because I remember that I remember when I when I first started used AirGMS when it was still called AirGMS it looked like a messaging platform right and now you guys are a full PMS right you cover everything right can you talk a little bit about like the transition and where you guys are at now all right at that point we called our project as Airbnb multi chat so the idea was with the main idea was we saw in the situation of multiple chats and multiple hosts managed in a single place, and all this access is to the property managers. But once we validated that on our own properties and also validated on the market, and I remember that day as well, <laughs> the idea came to mind. Like, you know, I always wanted to do the software SaaS. It's a brilliant model, but is there any potential for our product, for our prototype on the market? I told to Ivan, like, I, I understand it's like the difference between what we have right now, like all these small tools and the real product is huge. Like we basically need to rewrite everything, like redevelop it. It's going to be like very expensive brains brought to the project. I don't want to do this. I don't want to risk too much money right away. So let's put like this certain amount. Like I, I remember like $2,000 we put and see if we got 200 leads. Once we get 200 leads, I'll all in for this project. We're going to, we're going to build the thing for sure. So Google advertisement, there was no market existing at that point. Guess it was just starting over and we got 200 leads within two weeks. And to me, it was like, yes, it is happening. Like this is, there is huge need in the Northern America, so we can do it. And right after that, we started to hire people. We put the money, we get some cash, some funding over here for the project and started to build a real, real thing. And where, where is IGMS at, at now, would you say? <laughs> well, right now we over 200,000 listings controlled on IGMS, well, properties. At least we have a half a million listings right now. And so we're connecting many different platforms and OTAs, and we have four major brands platform connected, which would be Airbnb, Verbo, Booking.com, and we also have direct booking system inside. So at this point, we automate a lot of processes. Guestcom is still our core functionality. When we deal with your team, all the team members, property owners, property portal. We also serve direct booking website free of charge. So anyone who wants to build their own brand, we just give away this technology with all security in, in place. Awesome, man. Well, let's talk. Let's talk about the technology right now in the short-term rental space and where you think it's going. I want to ask you this first, like you know, from my perspective, like I see all these different PMSs, and uh, you know, we have a lot of students in our communities and, and a lot of people listening to the podcast, reading the e our emails. And one thing that I notice is like it's it's so difficult for people to decide what PMS they should use because there's so many different options, and to get a it's very, very hard to understand like, okay, what do I need and which software is best for me? What's your perspective on that? It depends on the size you're saying. You're basically you're saying that it's a lot of students. So I assume that it's just, they just starting over with some automation tools. 
my suggestion would be to actually all of the software, pretty much all of the products, they have free trial. So that thing can be very helpful because the core functionality, I think um, every PMS system already have the same core functionality solved on the perfect level. So it's more like whether you like Android or iPhone, just like, you know, what do you, what are you going to feel when you use it? Because that's going to be your accounting system, like the system of records and messages for everyday use. And if being a small startup or independent property manager, you would deal with that every day and maybe every night, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> yeah. So you're saying like, it's more about the user experience. Right. When That's it comes right. to yeah. when it comes to choosing choosing which PMS to use. Do you think like five years from now there will be fewer equal or more PMS softwares? It's a good question. I think you know the top five would take the whole market and then the rest is just like you know, feel or like some small niche. Because currently all the bigger players, including us have so many integrations that it's really hard to get to that point with a smaller team. And another thing is basically, how do we go through the pandemic? Since pandemic actually hit a lot to our customers as well. It's like we were supporting our customers to, in order to just survive for their businesses, right? And it basically ended up different before different software providers at the moment. So some of them got lots of debt. Some of them needed to just go through M&A. So we, we see some brands merging, which is again, I think overall it's, it's good for consumer and basically get better quality and better support after all. But I don't think they're going to be other bigger players started at this point. It's right now it's I would say when we started it was blue ocean. Right now it's all red. So it's it's really hard to get to this to this point at the point. <laughs> in this Sorry, area. What what do you mean by that? It was blue ocean and now it's red ocean? And it's in the business we call it blue ocean when it's a huge opportunity. You just game to like clear clear water. So there is no sharks. Right now <laughs> there is lots of blood in a in like red ocean. Like there is huge guys, sharks like even right now for us, you know, we, we've been approached by bigger guys like, and you want to do the M&A and like, it's so easy to just be eaten up at the point. And it's not easy to start something new because for example, when we just started, as I said, we spent 2000 bucks, we got 200 leads. There is no way we can get that cheap leads anymore. Like you need to like thousand hundreds of dollars right now in order to just pay for paying advertisement at the moment. Yeah, that's funny, man. I never heard that expression of the blue ocean and the red ocean. So, I mean, we've seen some M&A activity, but not really that much, right? Like your porter, for example, that was acquired by Guesty, right? It's now called Guesty for Host. Like, so you're expecting a lot more M&A activity in, in, the, in the next few years? Yes, I think that's the only way to actually take the market right now, since market already pretty much like the pie already split at the moment. So we we constantly see the same leads coming over and over. So basically returning, reconsider. And we see that the migration from one PMS system to another again for the two reasons, right? It's like look and feel 
as I said, you either mm -hmm. Android or iOS, or maybe you actually changed your mind. You've been to an, on Android and now you're on iOS, right? Or the second one, something happened there, some technical problems, some unhappy double bookings, and you wanted to change the technology. You want to try something over. So we constantly see the streams between us and the, and the other providers both ways. And we keep track on that. It's it's interesting how the market changed right now. Mm. So what's your expectation just on technology in general? Like, where do you think technology is now in the short-term rental space? And how do you see it change over the next five years? First of all, I think Airbnb is doing a really great job in an innovation. So I would say this is our big brother or sister, what we call it <laughs> internally. If you take a look at where Airbnb was prior pandemic and what they actually done during the pandemic, this amazing volume of support for the for the community and the property managers in North America allowed them to grow rapidly. And their inventory grown so fast, so they actually overgrown what they actually got close to booking.com in size. We keep track on that and our projection actually Airbnb becoming a, a leader in this in this space as a platform. And when you take into details why they're doing this, like how, why it's growing so fast, you'll end up to be like, it's a technology itself. It's it's an experience, it's user experience that you as a traveler prefer all these conveniences, all this insurance that's already implied. And like, that's what I see. This technology takes over, and Airbnb as a centralized platform actually took a lot of market at the moment. But what happens next, and that's not only for short-term rental, I see like the, the blockchain technology is coming over to the space slowly. This is where I personally doing some R&D in our company. We also in communication with other projects currently on a blockchain and figuring out how we can apply the blockchain technology to to short-term rental too it's basically this it's a new world of pure peer-to-peer -peer travelers that's already emerged during COVID. a lot of travelers changed their lifestyles like they, they they quit the job of the office right they they had this opportunity of being working remotely <laughs> and i remember like i have a lot of friends in, in it and tech and Microsoft, who work in Microsoft, Amazon, all these big brands. And I call them someday and they're just like sitting in Hawaii and like, yeah, we work here now. Like, like you know, you can rent something in Hawaii during pandemic. Why should you stay in office and like in Seattle? Like there is, that makes no sense anymore. They took all the family members. They stay with the family members over there. They still making the same paycheck every month. And they enjoy this opportunity of just going and do surfing. <laughs> Lifestyle changed a lot. And I feel like it's not going to stop or it's really hard to get back those guys to the office. So the hybrid mode of working introduced all this high-tech people on a, on a, new, in, a new lifestyle traveling around the world using Airbnb as their, so to speak, more than temporary house <laughs> or home. Mm -hmm. So that's just where I see it's uh, it's a lot of changes right now. You think that trend is going to continue? Because there's also the idea that the pandemic, you know, caused a lot of people to work remotely. 
but eventually like companies are starting to realize like, hey, we actually are more productive when people are in the office. So do you think it's going to continue or is, is it going to be reversed? It's a good question. By just talking to my friends and businesses, I, I feel like there's going to be some, well, it's, it's a risk already, some portion of the employees who came over back to the office and they're very productive. That's 100% true. Like some people just cannot work on their own. Where others, group of people, they prefer to travel and they way more effective and productive while they're traveling. Because, you know, you, you probably read like four hours work. You can actually put all the work in four hours a day and be more productive than just sitting in office all day long and like, you know, pretending that you do the work, but actually results are different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I believe that there is this segment right now. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's a good point. Like, some people are very effective when they, there's no distractions and you just sit at, at, at your desk and you just put in that the work versus being in an office. Like it's people walking around, you grab some, you know, go drink some coffee with somebody. Like it's, I've seen both. Like I've worked in, a, in an office for six years and then I spent about 10 years traveling the world. So I've seen both. And for me, it's definitely like when I'm on, by myself and I can really focus and no one's like disturbing me, that's, that's why I'm, when I'm most productive. But at the same time, I also need some social, I need to see some people because otherwise I get depressed. But yeah, so that's interesting. What else? You mentioned blockchain, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, blockchain has been around for a while now and I haven't seen any concrete implementation of the blockchain where maybe I'm just not aware of it, but like in the day-to-day life and especially in short-term rentals, like I know, you know, when blockchain first came about there were some initiatives there was like an airbnb based on bitcoin and you know there were some projects there i can't remember the names but honestly i haven't seen anything and i'm I'm kind of feeling like it's it's been a while now and like no one's actually made anything work yet so it makes me very skeptical <laughs> certainly there is like this there is room for skepticism in here i've been in the blockchain technology of- well, as an investor, I've been here from 2015, so quite a lot. In terms of the technology, uh, well, it's, it all goes in waves. Right now, we just, you know, in the bear market and nobody interested and like there's not much hype at the moment. And so all the projects and all the hype just, you know, vanished over overnight as, you know, what happened there. But there is many projects just starting over and it's not easy to get to the point where it's like all change the world right it's like the tipping point is not here yet there's huge investments coming into this area and especially i see that that this time during like last two three years there is a huge inflow of the cash into short-term rental technologies on the l2 level of a blockchain and I believe that's that's the way where it goes. How many years is it going to take? Five to seven years, we should be able to see something. It won't be easy to just pretend that it doesn't exist. Uh, the borders during pandemic, well, we all felt that. If you're sitting within a country, well, you're really stuck in the country. There's like no way to travel. So people internally want to gain the freedom. And this is why blockchain actually solved this, the gift, the solution for that. Slowly emerging 
to all the different aspects of your life, we'll start thinking, okay, it's like, you know, Apple Pay was in the phone. Now on top of that, you can actually do settle some some payments on the blockchain. So eventually we'll come over through just day-to-day operations and you'll see that how the travel world also changed and you know how how easier it is to book something on the blockchain directly on the, from the owner without any centralized platform and just being, being able to select all this awesome properties around the world and not being screwed up on the currencies. <laughs> right. And the, the, the booking fee and all that stuff. The booking um, fees, I feel like this is a huge opportunity because right now there's huge value that just taken from Visa and MasterCards, like so basically the payment processors. We just think that it's normal situation, but when you actually you're paying like three and a half percent on just settling the payments, that's huge. And those that value can actually be returned to you as a customer in terms of the old rewards that you actually can spend freely, not simply on travel or like some flight points, right? You can decide what you want to do with that. And this is where, you know, blockchain changes a lot. This is a huge opportunity for the, for the whole projects here. So you see the blockchain coming into the short-term rental space in the future. What are some other, some other things that you, you think are going to change? Thinking about, you know, people talk about artificial intelligence. You mentioned this term robotics, which I'm not really sure what that is exactly, like a, a robot. <laughs> Like our robots gonna clean our Airbnbs or Yeah, I see a lot of friends actually using the some robot cleaners, like some vacuum cleaners, robotics. It's not there yet. I saw some demonstration in Asia. It was like where way more advanced systems there. I think more like the toys right now. But eventually what Elon Musk is doing, like uh, robots will replace a lot of jobs and like uh, we will see some you know, robots on the streets and in, in our in offices and, and home at the point. As for AI, that's very in hype right now. It's like it's, it's huge interest from all all of my colleagues here in the company. We actually experimented this internally as well. So pretty much like working with a design team, coming up with some AI uh, graphic design creations and illustrations. We started to use this on a bigger scale for content creation. I think what ChatGPT is doing right now, it's, it's, it's brilliant. It's, it actually brings a lot of ideas. What, we, what kind of tools do we have right now in order to 10x the capacity of single professional? So to me, this is just the very beginning, but I would compare this being a, a tech guy in the pro- with a background of programmer, software developer, you know, when I started, we were writing programs on basic and assembler. So pretty much like machine codes you write the program with. And as we progressed over time, we started to think on with a bigger high level blocks. So now nobody is writing the code on a low level language. Everybody's operating with some frameworks and you just put things together in order to build some product. What's happening right now is a lot of professional work. So for example, 
if you're a copywriter, well, you can do the research, then you can you eventually you need to write something. You basically take take your keyboard and start typing. And that's pretty much just like, you know, you took take the shovel and just like clean up the streets, like you you do the the work. You already have an idea internally. You just need to spell it out and like put this into the composition, like uh, into the paragraphs. So this is where AI GPT ChatGPT is coming over and providing you all this convenience. So basically it's your additional brain and hands who would just do that for you while you still you keep your focus on high level. And I think it, it overall it produces higher quality of the content. Yeah, chat GPT. That thing took over so fast. It's it's crazy. Like I think I saw it for, for the first time maybe like a month ago and you just hear it everywhere. And it's, I yeah, I hear all sorts of friends talking about it, not just content creators, like software designers. Like everyone's talking about how chat GPT, like you can basically tell it to do something and it'll, it will put 80% for you. It will do 80% for you. And then you're just going to go through it and tweak it, right? It's crazy how fast that became popular, but it's extremely powerful. It is a very powerful tool. And I think it's the fast, fastest adoption I ever seen in a time. So blockchain was a very fast and I was like all in in the blockchain technology right now. Because if you take a look, don't look at the at the at the bear market right now. So but take a look at the number of users, active users in the industry, in the sphere, right? So you'll see that it's actually adopting quite fast and we replicated the same numbers and the same curve that we used to see for the internet. I remember the times where like people were just calling each other by just home phones and it was like no phones and then no internet. And then eventually internet started over and everyone is like, with over IP, like we connected everywhere. Now we just use this Zoom and all conference technologies and we can call each other, sense each other's presence easily. So the same thing happening for the blockchain that is basically a protocol that connecting people and all different aspects of our life together. And AI is the next bigger, even bigger thing because that's that's basically you creating multiple copies of yourself where the best version of yourself as a copywriter is right here and you're very connected. You're basically becoming the master of your copies and you just need to formulate your minds and mind process and thoughts properly in order to communicate that to your other copies. And as a team, now you like having this personal brand, you can replace the whole, you know, bigger team in your business because you personally can produce way more results. But imagine that now if you, if you, within your business, you have multiple people in different positions who utilize in their 10x potential life, how much more performance can you get out of this company then? And this is what's just starting over. And I feel like we will see a lot of acceleration in our mm. performance. Yeah. Well, I think it's definitely going to be a very, very interesting decade when it comes to technology. You mentioned you mentioned the internet. You know, like I don't know when the internet was kind of discovered, but it was probably somewhere in the eighties. I, I would, I would guess. Nineteen eighty-one. This is where the, the first internet, the first wow. communication was there. That's interesting, right? Because eighty-one and like I think 
when I went to university in 1995, I think that that's what when the universities were kind of starting to use it, right? So that's, that's like right. 14 years later. So it takes it takes a long time for these type of new technologies to really like get adopted. So we'll see. The future the future will tell. But those are definitely some some things to keep in mind. You know, just some, some kind of summarizing like you know blockchain, artificial intelligence, robotics, Chat GPT. Definitely something to keep an eye out for. Yeah, interesting, man. Anything else you wanna you wanna share? Because before we wrap up this podcast, well, I would say I definitely recommend to try ChatGPT if you haven't personally tried that. Take a look; it's free software. This is so it's 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 developed by OpenAI, so it's open source. Just to to get the taste of what future looks like for yourself. Because it's going to disrupt pretty much everyone at the moment. And we personally, like I personally committed in our, my company, we try to come up with the ideas like what future person, every person in our company looks like with this kind of technology, what it, what's going to look like. I think it's very interesting and a very eye-opening overall. Awesome, Igor. Well, this was very, very interesting. And for the people, people who are listening and who are interested in using IGMS. We, I know we have an offer. If you use code GPFYP, you can actually get 33% off of your monthly subscription. But I, you mentioned you guys are also have something else that you're promoting right now, right? To educate people. Yeah. If you want to have a taste of the product, basically you have two ways right now. You, you can sign up for a free trial. 14 days is basically you on your own with the software. You can connect to your accounts and have this feel or whether it's like user experience is working good for you. Or you can join our webinars where, by the way, we're promoting right now the giveaways, the Amazon cards, the cash card. So you can actually win $100 in Amazon for your own purchases just spend it for whatever you want uh, by just participating to our webinars where we give a lot of advices for especially for the newbies in the, in the industry how you organize your team what what technologies you can use what other providers you can plug and in order to gain these hours in your just you know day-to-day operations awesome how do people get access to the webinars Webinar is basically you can get that on our main page. We're promoting this a whole month. So I'll send another link to you directly so we can, even when we stop doing this promotion, the people can sign up for our webinars and have this chance okay. to win the cup. Yeah, I see it now. I'm, I see it on the, bottom of, on the bottom of your screen. So if you go to igms.com, you'll, you'll see it, win Amazon card. And then the, the link takes you to Cadently where you can register for a webinar. So if you're interested in that, check it out on the website, igms.com. And with that said, any final words before we wrap up? Well, I'm glad that pandemic is over overall. And like all this uncertainty that currently happening in the, in the world, that becomes more certain right now. You know, tourism is coming back. Well, it's already recovered. It was a, the best year ever and in the industry. And we feel like it's going to be even better year this season. And this is coming. So just wishing everyone good luck with 
just stay in and survive. You guys, if you're still in the, in the area, in the, in the industry, you survived and there are going to be a lot of wins right now. Awesome. Love closing this out on a positive note. So thanks, Igor. <laughs> appreciate, appreciate you coming on here. And uh, to the listeners, hope you enjoyed this episode. And we'll be back on Friday with another episode of Get Paid for Your Pad. So we'll see you then. Have a great week. Thank you so much for listening to Get Paid for Your Pad, the number one podcast for Airbnb hosts and short-term rental professionals. We really hope you enjoyed the show. And if you want to learn more about hosting on Airbnb and building a short-term rental business, then go ahead and subscribe to our daily email newsletter at getpaidforyourpad.com. And if you're just starting out on Airbnb, make sure to download our free Airbnb starter guide at getpaidforyourpad.com forward slash get started if you enjoy this podcast make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and please leave us a review on apple Podcasts for a chance to win lifetime access to the short-term rental profit academy our starter course for anybody who wants to start an airbnb business every month we select one random reviewer and give that person access to the course Um, So if you want to have a chance to win access to the course, uh, please leave us a review and then uh, you might uh, join our program pretty soon. So thank you for listening. Check back every Monday for a new episode of The Host Show and every Friday for an episode of SDR Conversations of the Get Paid for Your Pad podcast. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet.